Welcome to the Nurse Leader Network Podcast with your host, Chris Racinos. Wherever you're going on your nurse leader journey, we're here to help you get there. Welcome, everybody. Today's topic is going to be all things interviewing. And so this is for nurse leaders and nursing entrepreneurs. When you are looking to have people join your team, you're hiring other nurses, if you're in an entrepreneurial position and you're hiring project managers, things like that, I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about finding the perfect fit. And so it starts off with the interview. So we're going to go today through some different topics around how to set up the interview. We're going to talk about questions you can ask and questions you shouldn't ask. We are going to talk about performance-based interview questions, which is something that a lot of nurse leaders do not use. However, it is a great predictor around who it is that you're going to hire and determining if they're a good fit. And then I'm going to give you some of my own personal interview questions that I like to ask. So we'll talk about all that and more today. Why don't we go ahead and get started? One of the biggest things that I see around interviewing, whether again, you are a nurse manager and you are hiring somebody for the unit, If you are hiring uh, somebody for another leadership position, if you're hiring even, you know, like a podcast editor, you want to, number one, really be clear around defining what that person's role is. So a lot of times we'll be given, you know, we have positions that need to be filled and we just fill them kind of nilly willy because they're vacant, right? Somebody leaves and then we look and they're vacant. So the first step is really questioning if that is a position that is actually needed and if the job still applies. The way I do that is I take the job description and I compare it to the mission. So as a nurse executive, I looked at the job description and the mission of the organization I worked for. As a nurse entrepreneur, when I'm creating new positions, I look at the mission of Nurse Leader Network and look at how this person's role is going to fit into fulfilling that mission. And from there, I then look at job duties. What exact job duties do they need to help me fulfill my mission with Nurse Leader Network? As a nurse on the floor, what exact position do I need or what exact skills and things do I need for them to fulfill the mission of that organization? So that's how I look at number one, is the person doing the right work? And then number two, is it actually needed or am I just filling a gap or do I need to repurpose that position for something else? So you're going to start off with those questions before you even have the interview. Let's say we've done that. We've aligned our job description and we've gotten very clear with, for example, my podcast editor. I got very clear on exactly what I wanted to have edited, when the time frame was for turnaround, um, just very clear so that it was very clear for the person who was going to be doing the work. Now, we've gotten all that out of the way, and now we're going to talk about it's interview time. So a couple faux pas with interview is our number one, something that I see that's really common because as nurse leaders, we are busy, is that we take too long to interview once the posting is up. And so we tend to lose a lot of really great candidates by doing that. And so it's important to, as soon as you are done identifying that role, really calendaring it into your schedule well in advance. So let's say, for example, we have a nurse um, that is leaving and we want to fulfill that position. We should look at our schedule and built in some interview time um, and some you know phone interview or in-person interview time into your calendar already so that you don't postpone it and it ends up being you know, two, three months from the time that the posting goes up. You want to make sure you don't do that because we lose a lot of great candidates that way. Once we actually have the interview, uh, we want to make sure that they're pre-screened. So if you're in a large organization, HR tends to pre-screen, right? They look to make sure that they have the qualifications, the licensures, those kind of things. 
If you're running your own business, maybe you're the one that's doing the pre-screening. So you would look at, you know, your list of resumes and go through who has background and experiences that you really need for whatever it is that is on your team. Once you have identified who you want to move forward with in the interview, you are going to prep for the interview. And the way you're going to prep is you're going to keep your job description there right next to you. You want to have a list of any competencies that you need, right? So if I'm looking at having a project manager, do I want them to be proficient in certain project management skills? If it's a nurse on a certain unit, do I want them to be proficient? How much am I willing to train? You want to make sure you have any other materials, right? So your interview questions, you want to make sure you have their resumes handy. So don't expect them to bring it. It's great when they do, but always have resumes there. And then any assessment that you had from the recruitment phase. So if you have a recruiter at the hospital, if they've done any type of assessment or background questions, you want to look at that. It's important for you to know what you can ask and what you cannot ask. Um, And so some of the things that you want to make sure that you don't ask are going to be things around gender. Um, You don't want to say things like who's going to watch your kids when you're at work. You don't want to ask things about race, religion, age, all of those kind of things are not going to be important to the hiring process and can get you into a lot of legal trouble. So you want to make sure you're not asking anything about like marriage status, those kind of things. Everything that you need to ask needs to really be pertinent to that job. And so you're going to ask questions specific to the job performance, experience, their different career interests, previous employments. You can ask about gaps in in history, but again, you want to really be careful and mindful about not asking questions that are inappropriate. One of the best ways to understand how this individual is going to perform with the tasks that you will be giving them to them is by using something called behavioral interviewing. So it's, it's performance behavioral interviewing or performance-based interviewing questions. And these questions have four pieces to them. So the first piece is the situation. You are going to describe a situation in which that individual likely has been in in the past, and you're going to ask them to recall something similar in that situation. So you'd start off with something like, tell us about a time when you, tell me about that situation. So tell me about a time when you. The next piece of that question is going to be the action. You're going to ask the candidate what he or she did in that situation. So what did you do? So tell me about a time that you had a physician that was not on board with the treatment that you were recommending. What did you do? Next, you're going to ask about the outcome. And so you'll ask the candidate, what was the outcome of that? So what was the result? And then lastly, you're going to ask about learning. What did he or she learn from that situation? So what did you learn from this? What could you do differently next time? Now, that looks a lot different from asking, if you had a physician not agree with your treatment plan and they became upset, what would you do? Well, when we say, what would you do? Nobody is going to say, I would you know, argue with them and walk away and then nothing would get solved, right? But the reality is sometimes that is what happens. And so we want to ask about things that they've done in the past because we know past behavior is typically indicative of future behavior. So we're going to ask, tell me about a time and how did you handle it? And so you'd ask that level of questions. So again, you're going to ask the situation, the action that they took, what did they do? The outcome was a good, bad, you know, or otherwise. And then what did they learn from that? Some good interview questions might be things that are direct related to their job. So you're going to ask about, tell me about the time that you used A, B, C, D thing. could be related to a duty, an outcome, those kind of things. I would caution you with being leery about technical skills. 
Now, what I mean by that is, say, for example, you have a nurse who uh, maybe is a new grad and has never successfully gotten in an IV, or maybe has never used a bladder scanner, or maybe you have a nurse manager who has never used the type of system that you're using for budgeting or, you know, the system that you're using for electronic health records. Maybe you are um, a nurse entrepreneur and you are looking for uh, somebody to help run your membership and you want an RN background, but they've never... I don't know, maybe they've run memberships, but they were not virtual. Maybe they were in person or something like that. Now, I would caution you against completely discounting that because we can teach technical skills. They're relatively easy to teach. I can teach, I literally could teach my son where to put leads on an EKG and he's 10 years old. That being said, what we cannot teach are quote unquote soft skills, right? I can't teach you how to really be a great team. I can't teach you how to have empathy. I can't, those are things that are more difficult to teach and not guaranteed that you'll be able to teach them. So when I interview, I actually look more for those soft skills because those are the skills that are harder to develop in people versus the technical skills that I can actually teach them to do and then they become proficient about it. I would also caution you, I was uh, talking to a, one of my best friends and um, he brought up a question and he said, you know, I interviewed this person and she, had great finance skills, right? He's on this team and he's like, she has great finance skills. However, she doesn't have skills in A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And so I said, well, tell me about the rest of your team. And so he went on to talk about the rest of the team and none of the team were proficient in finance skills. Although his department had, you know, a hefty million dollar, several million dollar budget. And so I said, well, that's, that's good. We want our team to be diverse, right? So that we could share skills with one another. We don't want to hire the same cookie cutter person because then it makes no sense to hire them. So we want each of our people to have an individual skill set that they bring to the team that's going to enhance the team. Some more good tips around good interview questions. You want to make sure they're open-ended. You shouldn't ask questions that are like yes or no, because you're just going to not get what you're looking for in terms of the depth. You want to make sure that it's legal, fair, it's not biased, it's non-discriminatory. You want to ask questions that require the candidate to demonstrate the possession of whatever required skill, knowledge, or ability it is that you have, which is why performance-based interview questions are so important. You also don't want to lead the candidate to the correct answer. Um, So you don't want to say like, so you would do this, right? Kind of thing, right? You want to ask them open-ended questions um, that are going to help them to understand. Now, in terms of some common errors that I see with interviewing, number one, collecting insufficient information. So a lot of times you have somebody come in and they are nervous and they are, you know, fussing around with their paperwork and it's very apparent they're nervous. And then when they sit down, you know, in the first minute or two, you're like, yeah, no, this person ain't going to work. You don't want to make a judgment early on. Make sure you get to the full interview before you get your overall impression. You want to really think about what is this candidate bringing to the table? What skills do they have? You don't want to make your decision based on things like the way that they dress, based on their age, based on on their ethnicity. I was a younger nurse executive. I was a nurse executive in my 30s. And it's something, fortunately, that my interviewers overlooked, right? They saw me and I didn't have, you know, 20, 30 years of nursing experience, but the skills that I did possess were crucial to that role and I was hired. You also want to make sure that you don't judge based on things like the schools that they went to. Um, and things that are not under the candidate's control. Now, lastly, you want to make sure that that you don't judge based on things that maybe you're interpreting without the full picture, right? So if you ask somebody, hey, what would you do in this clinical scenario? And they bring up 
all of the relevant pieces, but there's maybe an extra piece you would have brought up, let's say around care experience or something, don't interpret that they didn't think it was important or that they didn't know that. Lastly, you want to make sure that you don't compare candidates who are just right there. So you might have some candidates who were stellar compared to a candidate who maybe was a little less than stellar, but they were average. It was an average. And you want to make sure that you're not just saying just because this person was average that they're completely discounted. You want to really be looking at what was behind the way that they answered the questions and the experience that they bring to the table and how that'll benefit your team. Now, a couple of things. Sometimes we have candidates who just cannot answer the question. That could be a red flag. So if you have somebody who's just like, I can't answer the question, what I typically do is I'll say, okay, I'll come back to that and then I'll come back to it. And if they still can't answer it afterwards, that may be a red flag that shows, hey, maybe this person doesn't have that experience or maybe they have some issues with their communication. That's a red flag to me. You also want to be mindful if they're blaming others for some bad outcome or if they're speaking negatively about others. So if you ask that question about, hey, what, tell me about a time that you had a difficult interaction with a patient and um, they're blaming other people for the outcome, you want to be mindful of that. Sometimes that is indicative of not having great teamwork skills, not being able to take accountability for their action. You might want to ask questions around their weaknesses or opportunity to improve. And if they say they have none, that may indicate that they really don't have the foresight or the perspective in which they need to have. There may also be some issues with integrity or honesty, um, so you want to be mindful of that. Another red flag, and I see this one commonly, is saying we instead of I. So when I say, you know, tell me about a time that you worked on a team where not everybody agreed, and the we, 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 we did this, we did that, we did that, you want to ask them, what specifically did you do? You want to make sure that the candidate's not taking credit for something that the team did versus them themselves. So you want to be mindful of that. Another common one that I see is that candidates sometimes get either really shy or nervous, um, and sometimes they don't actually answer the question that you asked. So in that case, you want to, number one, evaluate, was that question too long? Do I need to break it down into pieces? But number two, if they just go off on a tangent that doesn't answer it and is not even close, you want to be aware that that may indicate that there's some issues with the candidate not paying attention. Maybe they just aren't understanding. Maybe they're not able to be concise with their communication. And so those may be some things that you want to review. Lastly, let's say, for example, you have candidates and you're like in between two and you're just like, I don't know but one maybe seems a little better than the other and you're just kind of not sure, that's when it's time to check references. We hire people with maybe one reference check or, you know, not even a reference check and a reference check really are our friends. So I always ask to speak to their current supervisor with past supervisor, ask to speak with a peer and if they have any patient or other references that they want to include in there. Um, I do more than one reference check. I do a minimum of like three reference checks just so I can get a whole picture around the candidate. And I also do things like, tell me about a time that same thing. Tell me about a time that this candidate did ABCD things. What would you say was their biggest strength? What would you say is their biggest weakness? How have you seen them working on those weakness? Those kind of questions. So those are all really great tips and starts for interviewing to hire the right candidate. Now I'm going to share with you some of the questions that I ask. So some of the questions I ask is, tell me about why you're applying for this position and why are you thinking about leaving your current and previous position? You would be surprised. I've heard all kinds of things from, I only want to work with you guys because of the benefits. I have heard things that talk about the mission. 
I don't automatically discount when they talk benefits and salary because sometimes you just work for an organization that does, it has a great reputation for salary and benefits. But if that's all they're bringing to the table, that's a problem for me. And so, you know, you want to kind of be mindful of that. I ask about a time where they can describe the previous training and experience that they have that have contributed to their ability to be an effective, whatever it is the position is. Now, it depends on what type of role you're looking for, but maybe for a manager or leadership role or a project management role, you might want to ask, tell me about a time when you delegated a project efficiently. What were those steps that you took? How did you track the progress? So that would be maybe an example for a project manager. One of my favorite questions to ask is, describe a patient care scenario that didn't go well and how you handled it. And so if you're an entrepreneur, you might be saying, describe a customer scenario that didn't go well and how did you handle it? And so you're looking at how they resolved it. Did they automatically call the leader? Did they try and, you know, um, fix it themselves? Did they take on that accountability? You want to ask them about times that they sought, specifically sought feedback on their performance from subordinates and peers, right? We want to make sure that they are mindful and that we are doing a 360 evaluations of ourselves. I like to ask things like, what do your patients or staff like best about you? And what do they like least about you and why? Um, and you'll be surprised the type the types of responses you get, but it'll be very indicative of, is this person going to be able to work, work well under pressure? Is this person a team player? Um, are they going above and beyond to really do what's best for the patients and the staff? There's a lot of other questions that I have, so I'm going to share some more. So some questions that you might want to ask around um, customer service, like I mentioned, was tell me about a time that you had to deal with an angry patient customer. What was the outcome? What was your role in diffusing that situation? When you're looking at flexibility or adaptability, let's say that's requirement for the job, you're going to ask about, um, describe, you're going to ask about, like, tell me about the last time you had to learn a new procedure or policy to do your job. What was the hardest aspect of it? What did you like best? And how is the procedure policy working now? When you're looking at interpersonal skills, you want to ask, Describe a situation where you felt you had not communicated well. How did you correct the situation? And again, what was the outcome? What did you learn from it? When you look at, you want somebody who maybe is very independent or um, self-dependent, you're going to ask them questions like, name three things that you've done in the past to grow in your job. You know, what have you learned from that? What would you have changed? Or tell us about a job or setting where you had to have great attention to detail. What steps were involved? How did you handle that? When you're looking at systems, right, how are they going to fit into the overall system? You can ask them questions like, describe a time when you went above and beyond your job expectation. What motivated you to put in that extra effort? How'd you feel when the job was finished? Did others realize that you put in the effort? And then what feedback did you receive? When you're looking at other types of like technical skills, you can ask questions like, give me an example of how you've used that skill in your field and in your current position. You can ask questions like, talked about a time that you're faced with a difficult obstacle. So these are all great questions to add in addition to clinical questions. So if you're interviewing for some clinical position, you're going to add clinical positions in there too. And I always add clinical positions that are going to be specific to that unit that they're working on. But don't forget to add the performance-based interview questions. Um, They're going to be very, very important to making sure that you select the right candidate. So we've gone over a lot today, but the gist of it is First, decide if this is the position that you actually need. How is it going to fit into the bigger picture? Next, you are going to make sure that you are timely in bringing those candidates in for interview. Next, you are going to mind your do's and your don'ts for interview questions, and you are going to be using performance-based interview questions 
styles. And then lastly, you're going to look for those red flags before you make your decision. I hope this helps you pick those candidates that you've been looking for. Until next week. 